Hello again, it's Blair Johnson with the Badass Records Podcast, where we talk a little bit about you and some of your favorite albums. Catch new episodes Thursdays on YouTube or stream the audio from your favorite platform. It's my boy, Leahu. Follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram, and if you like to do an in-person episode, hit me up at badassrecordspodcast at gmail.com. It's the Badass Records Podcast, featuring people, music, and badass records. Absolutely. Uh, plenty more where that came from. Um, I've realized recently, uh, I'm, dro- I'm dropping one a week, um, and nice. I've, like, well, for whatever reason, started this habit of announcing what episode yeah. this was going to be, Yeah. and then I had a couple uh, just recently, like uh, here in the last three or four weeks, where I had uh, musicians yeah. who uh, had something coming, like like there was time for me to get their episode yeah, yeah, turned yeah. around and out, yeah. and then I could say yeah. it was timely. Yeah. So, but that messes up. So, anyway, so yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It, in perfect world, this will be episode 68 of uh, Badass Records Podcast. Almost 69, nice. Right, right. <laughs> uh, hanging with uh, Nigel Woodbury. Uh, yes. Proper pronunciation. Yep, yep. Okay. Uh, Unless you're my son, who played professional soccer, and, and when he was on TV, they would call him, it was always a British announcer, uh-huh. London Woodbury, because that's what they right. say in England. Oh. You know? and I'm like, no, that's 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 not that's, right. that's not correct. Right. Uh, Ted Lasso fan? No, no, no. Okay. I, I'm not a scripted TV fan. I like um, I like the uh, Welcome to Wrexham. Okay, because I I don't like scripted really. Okay, I, I have a tough time. With, I'm just you know, my suspension of disbelief is not great. <laughs> so you're not a Star Wars fan either. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, it's it's funny. I will watch Star Wars because sure. at least that you know. Is not imitating real life per se, right? That we know of. Well, Ted, Ted's. It's a you got you got a, a good lens into British life and a, and a lot of uh, well KC references. Well, you know the thing is, I grew up in England. Okay, and so and I'm a soccer fan, so right. it has to be very very authentic for me to watch it, and I, I don't find it that. Well, I think I think they came out and said like it's you know. Uh, I think people thought it was going to be eighty percent soccer and twenty percent TV, yeah. but they're like, no, 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 it's it's soccer. a show, yeah, it's a yeah. show. Yeah. Um, so, uh, what are your primary uh, soccer draws? Like, what are your go tos? Teams, leagues? Um, you-, you know, I grew up in London, but I also lived in Ipswich before I came to the states. Which is a uh, fun fact that Ipswich Town just got promoted back to the second division for the first time in like five or six years. So. Funny. And, you know, I follow a little bit of ML- MLS. My son played in MLS. Really? Yeah. Yeah. He played for FC Dallas. And okay. He played New England Revolution. My brother played in the, in the indoor leagues. He played for the Wichita Wings. And, no kidding. Yeah. So, you know. Um, wow. I mean, I went to Comets games. As yeah, yeah, you're very prob- small person. You probably you probably saw him when he played for Wichita because he played for Wichita for, I mean, for a I long like, time. I feel like. Almost every game felt like it was either against the Wings or the, or the Steamers. <laughs> the St. Louis Steamers, uh, yeah. I mean, there's a, maybe a Washington 
Tacoma Stars. Tacoma, yeah. And maybe yeah. A, a Texas. Yeah, there was a, a Dallas Dallas Sidekicks. Sidekicks. Yeah, he played for them as well. Okay. Yeah, San Diego Soccers. Um, but wow. Yeah. Like, uh, I was just telling my buddies the other day, I've, I've got to get my uh, KU championship and Chiefs championship pennants added to the circle, which means I got to make cuts. Oh, uh, no. So, like, first thought is Comets go and then they get like a standalone representation somewhere or yeah. I, or i just start pulling off the the teams that aren't are not representing a championship um yeah you you got it tough there you got i see you got a nice kansas city kings uh, that's uh pen. final final season's roster wow. autographed that's pretty damn cool yeah yeah um but uh man those uh i i don't think i'll ever i mean obviously you know being seven eight nine ten it's a real uh, you're a malleable human, but yeah. I, like I don't know that I'll ever have a live sporting experience match the hype that the product that they put on. Yeah, take with the laser light show and yeah. the the tune. Yeah. Uh, the artist name's escaping me right now, but uh, man, those games were fun. Yeah, um, I never I never went to one, but no, um, I was in college because I think the last year they were here was probably eighty four, eighty five, mm -hmm. and that was the first time I'd come to Kansas City. Because I ran track in college, and that NAI Indoor Nationals was a municipal. Okay. <laughs> Strangely enough. Yeah. And the Kings were playing. Did they play at Kemper? I think they did. Yeah. 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 So I remember we talked about going to a game, but you know we didn't really go. So right. We are. Right. Um. So born in London. Yes, sir. Okay. Siblings. Yep. Uh, two older brothers, a younger sister. Okay. Yeah. Um. And how did mom and dad meet? That's a good question. My my dad, my stepdad is American Air Force. Okay. And my mom is from Jamaica. But if you you know back then, if you're Jamaican, you'd go to England if you wanted to go to school because it was a, it was a British colony. Gotcha. Jamaica was so that's that's how they met in in London back in the day. So I don't know all the details because they won't tell me. <laughs> like you've asked, and they won't. Um, you know, my, my I get some information out of my out of my dad, but my mom, mom not so much. Okay. So, but it's, okay, it's whatever. Yeah. You know. Um. So. Uh, memories of them did they put on music in the home when you were oh, oh gosh man I, I mean that's that you know every time I hear like Al Green or you know Confunction or you know uh, my mom loved Elvis okay you know it was it was all over the map you nice. know? and I was you know as, as a kid in England you know I remember Rick Dees was on the radio in England you know sure. back in the day top weekly you top know? 40 I, t I tell this uh, I tell this funny story that as a kid listening to the radio I was always fascinated by it and I always thought when you listen to the radio that, that the bands would show up and play. <laughs> yeah. As I really thought uh -huh. that. Mm -hmm. And then I learned, no, that's not what happens. Yeah. That's not what happens. Not exactly. No. No, not at all. So. <laughs> um, man, I just saw uh, a few days ago, uh, and the tune is escaping me, but uh, Al Green walked into a studio where Chicago was recording, but uh -huh. they were like, uh, Taking, I don't know if they were just messing around or taking a little break or, but they were doing one of his numbers. Yeah, and he was like, you know, he yeah. walked in the room. They're all just like, yeah, oh my god. And so yeah. he's like, yeah. well, let's do it. Yeah. And so then they start That's from the cool. top, and Al Green did the vocals, and all of the Chicago guys like just ear to ear. Yeah, that, like, that, oh that, that was cool. Yeah, super cool. Yeah. Um. So if uh mom and dad are playing music, and you, I mean brothers and sister, uh, are they developing or starting? collections of their own or did you start one you know i think it's it was just my it was my dad and my mom there was always a there was always parties right i do i do remember that um 
there was always parties and there was always music. And there was always a record collection of, of some sort. I think probably it was mostly my dad. Sure. You know, he was a big, you know, music guy. Yeah. You know, I remember going on vacation and he always sang, you know. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, so it was always something, something new, something musical going on music wise. And it's still to this day, he's almost 80 years old and he's still, you know, he loves his music. Man. Nice. Yeah. Um, so at, at some point, did you have a first album love or a first purchase to start your own collection? Wow. That's a good question. Um, I can tell you the first album that that I probably uh, just did, but just commandeered from my dad, and it was uh, it was the Jimi Hendrix uh, record. Which one? I don't remember, but so, I know I, I played it over. I was just, I was enamored by a guitar. Yeah, still am. Sure. Um, and I just played Jimi Hendrix over and over. And and let's keep it real: to see a brother playing the guitar, that was. You know, something you didn't really see. And a southpaw. Yeah, with that, well, with that too, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So to see that and to see, you know, somebody look like me, I was like, wow, this dude is fucking badass. Uh, also, is it okay to cuss on the show? Uh, 100%. Okay, good. Also, <laughs> he's incredible at his yeah. instrument and and who knows how far ahead of his time oh, uh, yeah. style-wise. Tony, he was, uh, so let's see, there were three Hendrix uh, experience records yeah it was one of those for and then sure. and then you got band of gypsies yeah. and some other i think it was the original Jimi hendrix okay. experience if i'm not mistaken okay very nice yeah um he was uh uh something of a, a monster in terms of yeah. production yeah and just like he knew like way more than most yeah. artists i think yeah and so and and, and was hands-on yeah or or any anyway just i mean the guy like he had vision and direction yeah. and clarity that uh, along with his talent yeah you know uh i mean never before seen and who knows there you know. there's a great documentary on, on uh, pbs about how you know electricity changed music if you've ever seen it and they go into the thing about guitars you know and he's you know he's one of the forerunners of you know the electric game when yep. it first happened. Yeah. You know, it was just, you know, uh, just, uh, I mean, he was, you know, gone too young, you know, seems like all the good ones die early, I know, right? I know. It's a shame. Yeah. But he was, he was, uh, he was a badass. Yeah. Um, how about, uh, first show? You a concert guy? Oh my God. <laughs> well, you're, you're delving deep here. So my first concert, uh, was, uh, Queen. Okay. ELO, Cheap Trick, Hall of Notes. Wow! In one concert, dang! And, Who was the headliner? Um, uh, uh, Queen, Queen, yeah. Queen, and 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 you know sometimes I'm like, did that really happen? So <laughs> you're right, <laughs> you know. And so I went, I went back, and it was at the Lloyd Noble Center in Norman, Oklahoma, where it, that's if the, yeah. if the show came to Oklahoma, Oklahoma, that's that was the big. Place. What what is what else goes on in that venue? It's it's the uh, it, it's on OU campus. Okay, so yes. OU plays basketball, basketball there. Yes. Um, and so I went back and did just a, a Google search of what shows were there, and that did you happen. Found it? Oh yeah, nice. Yeah, there was a, there was a history of shows that were at that arena. Who was the longtime uh, head coach of that program? Billy Tubbs. Yeah, yeah. Like back going back to like Big Eight days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? It was Billy Tubbs. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. Wow. So yeah, that was that was my first show, and that was my first time ever smelling weed. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, that's that'll stay with you. <laughs> What yeah, yeah, yeah. What does that smell? Yeah. And why? What, what are you? What are you passing to me? Yeah, yeah. You know? And I, I think I was probably, I was probably, that was probably eighty-two, maybe. Okay. Because I came to the states in seventy-seven. I was twelve. 
Okay. So I might, um, I might have been 15 or 16. What what brought you to the States? My my dad, my stepdad, Air Force. So he got stationed at Tinker Air Force Base in Oklahoma City. Okay. And so Nice. That was a, we coming from England, that was the first place we went was Oklahoma. So, you know, we thought the only thing we knew about Oklahoma was, uh, you know, cowboys and Indians. Yeah. And, but it wasn't any of that. So, right. So, I mean, just, it was to an extent, but not like the Westerns, right? Well, I mean, yes and no. I mean, we, uh, for my half of uh, my kids' spring break, we just did like a five-day tourist run in yeah. Oklahoma. So yeah. we, we left here, and we went to Tulsa and just hung, and then we went to Muskogee and went <laughs> to uh, the Five Civil- Civilized, Civilized Tribes, Tribes yeah. Museum, yeah. and then uh, War Memorial Park, where mm-hmm. there's a submarine, mm-hmm. um, and it's it holds some number of records for like most hits or whatever. Yeah. But I guess there was a huge flood like right before COVID, and uh, oh yeah, and it raised the like the things yeah. concrete yeah. anchored and, and it raised the, and it was gonna like yeah. start rolling into yeah. the uh, the canal or the dam, and so you can't go on it right now. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, and then we did. Uh, the Gathering Place, uh, big giant uh, multi-million dollar park uh, near Tulsa, huh. and an aquarium. Yeah, and then we went over to OKC, and we actually went to the uh, Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, cool, cool place. Yeah, really cool. Uh, where else? We went somewhere else, and then we capped the trip off with a Thunder game. Oh, nice. Which was really fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Good little arena down there, yeah. Yeah, and uh, folks were into it. Yeah. Like, oh, uh, yeah. They, um, they support them really, really well. Uh, and I had forgot, just came, since we, since that trip, I just came across something online recently that reminded me that uh, when Katrina happened, the, the, th- the, the team, the, the uh, Pelicans, came up yeah. and saw that. That's, the, what, that's what got them a yep, team because exactly. they knew they could support yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. It was, that was cra- kind of crazy. Uh, okay, so you come stateside at twelve, and you're in Oklahoma. And yep. did you go to high school down there? I did. Okay, I, went, I uh, last part of junior high, high school, and college. Okay, in Oklahoma City. Uh oh, college too. Yeah, yeah. You didn't. You weren't one of these that's like I got to get away from home to. No, I didn't know what the hell I was doing, sure. man. You know, I went to went to this little small school, Oklahoma Christian, on a track scholarship accidentally. Okay, I was telling that story today to a friend of mine that you know I was always I was a soccer player, right? Sure, growing up in England and. You know, had this uh, buddy of mine. Let's go out for cross country. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> hated it, right? Uh, yeah. And then in the spring, the, the coach was it was my my uh, my gym teacher. He was like, come out for track. And so he's he's looking at me like I'm gonna make you a hurdler because I'm six two, and I've been six two since eighth grade. Nice. So you know, they when I came to the states, I was like, oh, they're trying to get me to play basketball. No, that wasn't my sport, but because they thought I was gonna be taller, right? Okay. But yeah. I, I didn't I didn't grow I guess, anymore. I guess. From a short person's perspective, six six two, <laughs> six two is like a point guard, like exactly. You know, forwards people, and centers. For, for years, people were like, "Oh my God, you're so tall!" And I'm like, "If I was in the NBA, I'd be a small guard <laughs> at that." You know what I'm saying? I'd be the guy they're dunking over. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a buddy of mine. He's six eleven. Dang! And when he's with me, I, I don't get accused of being tall. Sure. I love it. It's, sure, it's, it's great. Um. So. Um, I think we connected via counterclockwise. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you're the host of Beers with Nigel. Yes, sir. Which airs on Counterclockwise KC 
Thursdays. Thursdays, yeah. Seven and ten. Are you a two? Two uh, for? I think we might be. I know at seven might be ten. You never okay. know. Okay. You know our podcast is, is so long. <laughs> if they want, if they wanted to cut out a block of time, that's the perfect one to do it. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, uh, that's so. I I crossed paths with Sean. And he came and did an episode. Yeah. And then he was like, "Do you want to put it on?" And I was like, "I, I why wouldn't I? Like yeah, that sounds yeah, cool." Yeah. And then we talked a few more times, and then it was time to do it. And I was like, "Wait a minute." Uh, I mean, I run from like 90 minutes to like three hours plus. Yeah. Like, how do you? And he was like, what's your question? Yeah. And I was like, well, how do you? And he's like, just what, however long it runs. That's how long. Yeah. It, I was it like, what it is. Yeah. That's Perfect. pretty easy. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Beers with Nigel outside of uh, Counterclockwise has been going for a couple of years yeah, now, three, right? Yeah, three years. Uh, three? Yeah. Okay, three nice. Years. Yeah, we just uh, we just did episode uh, 90 on Sunday. Congratulations. Appreciate it. Uh, is Sunday your go-to tape day or just well, whatever? Well, it's, it's kind of morphed um, between, you know, because I've changed careers over the last couple of years. Okay. Um, and so it, it, it just depends. And a lot of time depends when we can get someone. And COVID, COVID was good because, you know, if anything was good from COVID, was because originally when we started, we were going to just be going to the Kansas City breweries and going around and talking to breweries. And, you know, once you couldn't go anywhere, well, you can talk to anybody. So, you know, we've talked to people all, about, all around the world at this point. You're doing virtual stuff. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. so we, do, we do some stuff in person, but we do, we also, we try to mix it up. Um, like a week ago, we did two in one day. Not the greatest idea. I but mean. We, but, you know, we got her done. Yeah. You know, and we went to Strange Days Brewing. And did one with them, and then that night we did uh, Bill Street Brewing uh, virtually out of uh, Memphis. Okay, so you know we tried to mix it up and, and had beers during both. Yeah, exactly. I mean, is there a nap in the middle? Yep. No, there was another brewery in the middle. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> it's big boy stuff. Yeah. Here. No. This, it, so we've been laughing about that. Maybe that's maybe if we're going to do that, you need to do it back to back. Right. Not have a five hour layover. Yeah. You know. What I'm I saying? mean, lots can happen in that five hours. Okay. And so, it did. So three years, ninety episodes deep. Yeah. Um, outside of uh, Thursdays at seven central on Counterclockwise, where can folks find it? Um, anywhere the podcasts are okay. available, and including YouTube. And right. Generally, we post on Fridays. Okay. If not Friday, if not Saturday, if not, <laughs> it just yeah. depends when. Yeah. You know when you get around to it. Sometimes, but we, you know, we average. Um, We'd probably do one every other week. Okay. We started doing them every week, but it's again, it's trying to, you know, get people scheduled. You know, um, you know, there's a couple of really great ones we'd like to get on, but you know, it's been it's been hard, you know, trying to get them to, you know, to commit to a time. Or I know. mean, there's phases like uh, I've I've referred to it a couple times as courting. Like, yes. can you can you first of all can you get somebody to respond to your outreach? Mm-hmm. Second, if you can, will they are they going to stay in touch? Yeah. Will you, can you get them to commit to a date, and then yeah. are they going to show up? Yes, yeah, like a, I mean, all, they're all. Sorry. It's like we'll see. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, but for the most part, the beer people are happy to come on and and talk. And, and we've done, you know, we have, we've we've kind of yes, yeah, beer is the gateway. But we've you know we've we've had a whiskey episode. Okay, um, I had uh, a guy I, you would like probably list, like to have on yours. He does his own podcast, but he's also a musician with a great band. Oh yeah. Um uh Miguel Antonio. Okay. Uh Run With It band um out of KC. Um he's he I went on his podcast originally and then he he and he and his drummer came came on uh on on our podcast and it was hilarious cuz his his drummer doesn't drink beer okay. per se. He, that, that sure. he doesn't drink. He doesn't drink much. Right. 
So it was fun because we have on the show, we do mystery beers. So, you know, when we first started, Nick wasn't that much into beer. So I've got this bag and we'd break out mystery beers and we'd, you know, ruminate about them a little bit. So uh, D Cold, his, uh, D Drums is his uh, Instagram name. Really great drummer. He comes on there and first time beer drinker, handing him a beer and ha- having him describe it was actually pretty cool. He had never had a beer in his life. He had, but he'd never had craft beer. Okay, okay. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. to have him there and... You know, you know the 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 show is it's its own it's its own thing, man. Right. Every, every episode is different. Every story is different. Sure. Well, uh, the uh, the the tagline is a podcast about <laughs> beer and other stuff. Other stuff. So, uh, when you came up with that, did you have a vision for what other stuff would be, and has it changed? Not at all. Okay. We, we never had a vision. <laughs> I'm just gonna cover. Yeah. The the re- the, the podcast started because there's a couple of guys that I discovered on interwebs uh, and they have a podcast called the drinking partners. Okay. And Ed and day, uh, and they started a beer festival mm. um, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And it's billed as a black beer festival. It's, it's not that, but it's, you know, it's you, most of the black beer people in around the country come to this, this beer festival from around the country. Yeah. Oh, yeah. To Pittsburgh. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Annually. Yeah. So cool. th- this, uh, this, this August will be, this would be year five. God, is there music and food? That and that's the thing. And merch. It's 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 not just beer. It's the day is music. It they have two stages: food, art, and beer. Oh my gosh! It's it's pretty you, it's pretty epic. How many times have you been? Uh, this year will be the third time. So you, is this going to be a? An oh event? god, yeah, yeah. So I took Nick, my podcast partner, the last couple of years, and you know he's blown away by it. Not, uh, because it's a three-day festival, and the first the first day is like symposiums, you know, about beer. You want to get into beer. You want to talk to some big dogs in beer. You know that sort of thing. Like last year, there is was, that interesting? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. And last year there was. I mean, a, you don't brew, do you? I have, you but have. that's not really my lane. Sure, I'm, I'm more of a you know I work in beer, but I drink beer, but that's not right. You know, I can do it, but that's but it, not really. But my it lane. keeps your interest. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Okay. So you know, the first day of it, they do all these educational things, if you sure. will. And then last year they did a, uh, a it's a documentary called uh, One Pint at a Time, which originally was just going to be in when the festival started in 2018 was just going to be a documentary about beer and that festival, but it, it morphed into you know people of color trying to open breweries, and then COVID hit. Oh shit! And just and so it's an interesting documentary that you know I've I it's been cool to get to know everybody that's in it. Right. Um, so that's the first day. The second day, oh, the Friday night, they do a. Uh, it's a. Uh, it's, it's the probably the best uh, mingling session you'll ever have. It's a. It's a bottle share of all the VIP members. Okay. And it's beer from all over the country. And you and really, yeah, it's beer, but it's just a lot of. It's almost like a family reunion. Cool. And and then Saturday, dude, they do the festival, and then on on Sunday they do like a brewers brunch, so you can go have brunch with the brewers and kind of hang out with them, get to know them. Sure. That sort of thing. That's cool. And then we've turned it into Sunday after that into a walkabout day in Pittsburgh because Pittsburgh is a great city. If you've never been. I've just in the last uh, eight or nine months have been, I play hockey on Wednesday nights yeah, yeah, yeah. and a, a dude from Pittsburgh has been skating with us. Yeah. He, like we talk to him about it all the time. It sounds phenomenal. It's a beautiful, beautiful city. Beautiful not, city. does not sound like Philly. <laughs> I mean. I've never been to Philly. I just went there in August for the first time yeah. and I was like, how soon can we get out yeah. of here? Yeah. I mean, no, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh will, will remind you of Kansas City, but 
more rivers. Right. You know, and, and more hills. What is the Steelers? Is Three Rivers Stadium? It used to be. That's the old one. Then, oh. it, then it was Heinz, Heinz Field. Heinz, right. Well, they changed it again okay. last year. Oh, yeah. what is it now? I, I don't remember. Right. I don't remember. I, you know, because every year I'm, I've been a Steelers fan forever. You have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's been cool every year. How did we, that happen? I don't know. Okay. You know what? I know why, why it happened. I played football one year. I loved Lin, I loved Lin Swan. Okay. My, my number was 88. Nice. You know, I was, you know, that was my, that was my team. Okay. Um, but it's a, it's a super multicultural city. Nice. That, that you, and every neighborhood is different. Uh, Interesting. I'll hip you to uh, um, Ed and Day, the drinking partners. They have a, a show on Very Local that's called Ed and Day Do the Berg. Okay. And, and they go around um, and these neighborhoods have their own identity. Each wow. one, you know, where Kansas City is just one big ass city, right? Sure. Well, there's a little bit of a little, a little bit of that, but yeah. in, in Pittsburgh, it's that's what it is. Okay, every little part has its own name. Yeah, it's Pittsburgh, but it's this part of Pittsburgh. Sure. You know sure. what I'm saying? So it's it's a fun city and it's it's a fun event. And you know, shout out to those guys because if it wasn't for them, the podcast wasn't. You know, I remember the first year I went, right? Right. When I discovered, and I and I went by myself. They had this symposium, and I showed up in an Uber, still had my bags, I hadn't checked into the, ho- into the hotel, and go to this ballroom in this hotel, and it's the most black beer people I'd ever seen in my life. Nice. You know, I mean, here in Kansas City, was, they're here and there, some other cities are here and there, but it's, and everybody that has gone to that festival, white, black, green, or blue, are just blown away. They're like, oh, there are black people in beer. <laughs> you know, right. and, and it was one of those things that when I got back to Kansas City and talking to Nick, because Nick, his day job is producing podcasts. That's what he does. Oh. Yeah, for a living. Okay. Um, he produces uh, five or six around the country. Um, and I was like, dude, I want to do a podcast. I got shit to say. <laughs> you that's, know? That's the origin story of yeah. Beers with Nigel? Yeah, absolutely. Coming home from this festival? Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. Very and, cool. And the Beers with Nigel hashtag started years earlier. Sure. Probably 2013. Okay. Um my buddy uh, went to Hawaii, and that's when Obama was in, was in office. And everybody, oh, you look like Obama. Yeah, whatever. Right? So <laughs> that, that was, I got that all the time. I bet. You know? I I, bet. <laughs> that and Denzel for some strange oh, reason. Oh, interesting. Interesting. <laughs> exactly. Obama's not 6'2", though, is he? <laughs> I think he might be best. Yeah, he actually is. He is 6'2"? Yeah, okay. I've, been, I've been in the same room with him. That's Have all, you really? That's a whole other story. Cool. Uh, we'll get to that. All right. So uh, my friend Vance had brought back this. It was like a little bottle opener. But it was Obama with a ukulele and a Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. nice. And and it sat at the uh, at, at the the brewery down the street from my house, Grains and Taps, and uh, that Untapped is uh, is a, a thing where nerdy beer people the log, log yeah oh, they log yeah. their I'm beers familiar. right yeah and you and well can he, ascend yeah, yeah, yeah. into ranks and so he had put hashtag beers with Nigel on the bottom of it. Oh, nice. That's where it ha- that's where it started. Okay. So when people were checking beers, they would do hashtag beers with Nigel. Nice. That's where the name came from. Oh wow! Yeah, crazy. Um, speaking of uh, Pittsburgh and and uh, black people, I mean, Mike Tomlin is like I don't know why, but the day that he arrived to take that job, I I just had this feeling as like he, he seems like um, he's gonna become immediately become um, kind of the go to. Uh, grounded, uh, informed, at like like a new wave of coaching. I mean, you don't have to be in the same room with, room with him to get that right. I, it just, dude, it just it through just the television. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah you, 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 he'd walk into the room and you would you would immediately sit up straight. <laughs> he's just always, you know, because uh, 
being a lifelong Chiefs fan, you know, uh, many, many years of heartbreak. Like, this, yeah. there are people growing up today that, like, wouldn't even believe, like, that we, the Chiefs weren't always amazing, you know? And, and so you see this, you know, the good old boys network, yeah. rehire, rehire, oh, yeah, rehire. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, get some fucking fresh. Yeah. And so for some reason, when he came on the scene, I was like, that dude. Uh, he's really sharp. Yeah. Um, he 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 doesn't pull any punches, but he's also cordial. And this is, of course, just all what I see on press conferences yeah. and clips. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, he just really checks all the boxes in terms of like he's got football IQ. His players seem to like him. He he respects the job that reporters are doing. Uh, I don't. I mean, I could go on and on. And it's like he kind of came in with a crop of. Uh, you know, like some some other first time yeah, uh, yeah. blackhead coaches, yeah. coaches yeah. like like uh, Denny Green, yeah, 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 um, uh, Herm. You know, yeah. it's kind of. And but, I was I was going to mention Herm because Herm's the same way, and, right? And I've and I've met Herm a bunch of times. Have you really? So in the nineties, because um, I've I've lived several lives. Uh, in the nineties, uh, I worked at Channel Five as a news photographer. Okay, but I also worked for NBC. And if you remember back in the day, the AFC games were on NBC in the afternoons, and yeah. When, huh. That's when Marty was around and Carl yeah, yeah, Peterson. Of course. That's when the Chiefs would always would get to the playoffs and lose, right? Yeah. <laughs> I know. You just made that face. Yeah. <laughs> so every Sunday, a home game, I you know, I'd be in the in the press box or whatever, and Herm Edwards would always speak to me. Always. Oh, because he was on Marty's staff. Yes. Yeah. Every right. Sunday he would speak. What's going on, young brother? Nice. Every Sunday. Nice. And just a nice, nice nice guy well i'll never forget his his introductory press conference yeah. where you know like right out of the gate a couple people are like what happened in new york and he's like what happened in new york happened in new york and i locked the door and i threw away the key <laughs> and i was like that's what's up <laughs> yeah. and then and then not too long after that uh the chiefs were on hard knocks yeah and i remember her like there's a, a, a at the time they seemed like a promising rookie yeah and he was like uh um if she doesn't wink at you at the bar before midnight, pack it in because nothing good happens after midnight. And he just had, and, yeah. then, and he's given some speeches, you know, like to like entire yeah. NFL rookie draft classes, yeah. like on a stage oh, with yeah, a yeah. mic. Oh, and yeah, yeah. like his message is always. And Tomlin's the same way. Right. It's just, it's like yeah. uh, good insight, good advice, the right amount of humor. Yeah. Uh, just grounded. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. He used to chat with you every Sunday. Yeah, he was just a super nice guy. Heck yeah. Yeah, him him and you know another memory that pops up from my days from working for NBC was Stuart Scott. Okay. And, oh, and I ran into Stuart Scott when he was a sideline cooler, cooler than the other side of the yeah. pillow. He was a he was a sideline reporter. Wow, really? Be before he was uh, an anchor. And he, I saw him in St. Louis and he stopped me and we had a conversation. He because, stopped you. Yeah, because nice. you, you know, you know it, Back in the day, and it's probably still the case. You know, some of the behind-the-scenes stuff from these sporting events, you don't see a lot. Of, a lot of people of color are women. Right. It's mostly mostly you know dudes who have had the jobs for years and have been in unions. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. It's you know when you see somebody, and I I do the same thing. You know, if I see somebody sure. that comes into a brewery I work at, and it's a, a you know Kansas City has the has the has a lot of female representation in beer. But a lot of other cities don't. So when we talk to people about that, it's weird for them. <laughs> but you know, if I see a person of color come into a brewery, I'm going to make sure that they feel welcome. You know what I'm saying? Nice. And and that's part of why I'm in the beer thing and sure. why I started the podcast because, you know, trying to you know spread the the gospel of beer, but also trying to bring more people in. Right. Because 
you know, and and there's a lot of breweries in Kansas City, right? Mm-hmm. But the amount of people that they're getting is a small amount of the population. That's why I'm kind of excited about you know, my dudes who are opening Vine Street Brewing at 20th and Vine, first black-owned brewery in Missouri ever, which is crazy. <laughs> How it's open now? It's it, they're they're in the process of okay. opening. Okay, so it's Can a tw- you, it's a twentieth and Vine. Twentieth and Vine. Yep. What's v- the name? Vine again? Street Brewing. Vine Street Brewing. And and who's the um, um, Woody uh, uh, Kemet Coleman, who's a musician as well. Okay. Um, and then uh, uh, Elliot Ivory, uh, Woody okay. Bonds. Yeah, they're um, Elliot and, and Woody. I've known them from just the homebrew circuit. Sure. You know, I met them, um, and then they got together with uh, Kemet and. Vine Street is is going to be a thing, uh, but it's you know it's an opportunity to, you know, to bring some more people into into the beer community sure. who, who who may not know they need to be in it, right? You know, and especially in Kansas City because there's not again we got plenty of women, we got plenty of dudes with beards, you know, but there's you know there's a whole another segment of the population that you know know nothing about craft beer, right? And you know, and I deal with that. You know, I, one of the breweries I work at is tra- is transparent down in Grandview, yeah, and you know, you work there. Yeah, you work at multiple breweries. Yeah, that's okay. that's my main gig. I'm tap okay. taproom manager down there. Oh, nice. Um, I also work at uh, Diametric Brewing in, in Lee Summit. Okay, I'm there on Mondays, and every once in a while, I work at Grains and Taps. And then, and it, it, it seems like every once in a while, somebody like, "Hey, you want to come guest bartend?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'll do it." You know, I you know. Just, just, just you see, uh, 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 Mayor Lucas uh, tweeted yesterday or the day before that the. Uh, you no longer have to get the card. Thank God. Right? So dumb. I mean, <laughs> it was it was always a weird like go to this weird building that's yeah yeah, this yeah weird yeah. organizational yeah. umbrella yeah and pay money. Yeah. It's like uh, all right, whatever. Yeah. This can totally we, feels like if a, we can get some other cities to get rid of it too. So right, you know. Because, um, yeah. So I gotta believe uh, that these multiple breweries that you work like everybody's got to be, uh, you know, supportive of the podcast I would think and like excited that you're sort of a voice. It's, it's, it's an interesting animal, you know, that never started to, you know, even before I was doing the podcast, um, you know, I've been, I've worked at least part time in beer. And so, you know, going to festivals and going to breweries, I know a lot of people. Sure. Totally on accident. No, <laughs> that is not my mo. To go, but let me see how many people I can right. I can you know know. Right. So and then getting the podcast has just increased it to, you know, now we're known, you know, in different places besides Kansas City. Sure, you know, even even the two years ago, Nick and I were at that festival, and we're walking down at the venue, and somebody shouts Nick's name. Hey, Nick. He's like, who the hell is calling my name? I'm like, dude, your your podcast famous now, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it, that kind of mortified That's him at funny. the moment, but you know I'm like it. It is what it is. It's, yeah. it's it's something we do for fun. It's and he likes it because it's all most of his other podcasts are more serious sure. topics, if you right. will. Yeah, and ours is just a kind of a free for all. Yeah, you know. So. Um, on the uh, you mentioned uh, Stuart Scott and you know him stopping you and that kind of a being being a thing. Uh, it cut to. Like I don't know if you're paying any attention to the NBA or not, but yeah. uh, but last night it's like uh, Lisa Salter is present. First of all, I didn't know uh, that there was MVP trophies for conference finals, which seems weird. Oh, to there me. is. Yeah. Well, I mean, the one for the West is the Magic Johnson, the Irvin Magic Johnson. Oh, that must that must be new. 
I mean, I was I, like, I've never heard of that. We'll save that for the finals. Like, yeah. why are anyway? Uh, but Lisa uh, did. She did the entire. You know, yeah, as yeah. soon as the Nuggets won and the ceremony, she was the MC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like everybody that's either in the vicinity or, or talking to her or whatever, like first name basis. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you know, and just yeah. like there's a female, uh, a black female that's like, you know, yeah. I don't know. I've, she's been I've, she's been doing doing it for years. She's no, well, I mean, it's yeah. it's nice to see. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. You talk about sort of being in the, you know, yeah, perpetual state of recycling of yeah, co- coaches yeah, yeah. and yeah. media people. Yeah. And, um, but so um, aside from, I mean, there's as we talked about, there's the booking piece, there's the recording piece. Right. You have somebody editing for you. <laughs> no, not you know. We rarely do we have to edit. Um, we just we we start we start recording and 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 it is what it is really. Um, there's as a you're operating I, with one cam. Uh, it depends really. Okay, it depends on the day. So sometimes it's just audio. Um, oh, okay. Sometimes it's if we're in the studio. Sometimes it's 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 both. It it, it really depends on the circumstances. Like we just uh, so we use a a, a road. Uh, uh, podcast board, which is kind of cool. Interesting. Um, and Rode has an app. Is this R H O D E? R O D E. R O D. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Out okay. of Australia, they do my, a lot of mics and stuff. Sure. But they, but they have this app now where when we did the one at Strange Days a week ago, um, we got our gimbals and it uses your phone camera. That camera shoots you. The other camera shoots me. And then Nick was doing it the other way around, and that was our first time actually shooting one in 4k which is it's i'll have to show it to you. it's beautiful uh <laughs> wow yeah and then he found this editing software that you can take the audio you recorded in the video and it lines it up automatically yes game wow. game changer <laughs> uh, i mean i saw something the other day that was saying like uh or somebody sent me i think via via instagram some ai yeah thing where it's you know yeah. to, and it's like yeah i know i still because i got a cut from yeah cam to cam well it, it'll do that it will actually do that. So when but how does it choose? When, like when, when I'm when I'm talking, it switches. Okay, but that's not always. That's for the most part. That's how. But also, I like to do mix it up a little sure, bit. Sure, sure. Capture some human element. Of, sure, you know. Sure. I mean, um, yeah. But it but, takes what, so much. Well, time. yeah. When you know, we our podcast averages an hour and a half. Right. So when it's that long, um, originally we we started out editing because um, I would always put the open and and the, the end on it. But as far as editing content. Very rarely, right? There was right. there was one time we, we were doing we were doing uh, a friend of mine. She had just got this new uh, assistant brewer's job at at this brewery, and we had her on camera. And she was the whole time it was you know it was you know, virtual or whatever. And she was at her house, and she went went and rolled up something and blew it blew the smoke into the into. The, <laughs> she's like, "You cut that part out? Yeah, we got you." Yeah, right, right. And then we did one a few weeks ago up at River Bluff Brewing in uh, in St. Joe, and they were talking about. A particular person, not in a bad way, sure. But they were like, "Can we just cut that yeah, part out?" Just, and so, so for the most part, there's no really major editing. Um, okay. Because again, it's if you know if you go to to uh, YouTube or wherever, you know, and especially since we're on, we're on Apple, you know, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts, and that you know, it's audio any only anyway, you know, except for YouTube, um, right? So it just, it just depends. Um, yeah. You know and. So, you know, sometimes you'll go on, especially when you go on location, that can be tricky. 
I mean, you know, yeah. what I'm saying? you know, if you get there and you don't have a certain piece of your stuff, you're I, like, I mean, one time we went on location and the, the board, the, the road board, Nick didn't bring the power cord. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, we're going straight yeah, audio, buddy. Checklist for your checklist. Yeah. You yeah. Know? <laughs> um, so, okay. Well, that's great. Um, but, uh, are there other elements of the podcast that, you know, fall under your managerial uh, responsibility, um, take up time, energy. I mean, yeah, I, I do most of the posting. Okay, um, you know he'll he'll upload it to to the podcast flavors, but as far as our, our to the podcast flavors, you know all the flavors. You know, like what uh, is that? You know, like your whatever whatever podcasting you like to listen to. Distribute to yeah. audio streaming. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. all the flavors. So he up he does does that. But as far as like the YouTube, um, the uh, our Facebook page. Uh-huh. And Twitter uh-huh. and Instagram. That's why I do most most okay. of that. Okay, I built I built the open because my background is video production anyway. Nice. So I built I built the open. Um, my my buddy who uh, who who uh, who does the voiceover for it. Um, I found him. I discovered him. Like uh, <laughs> intro. Yeah, voice? He did, okay. yeah, he, yeah. He does the intro and the outro. And uh, Jonathan, um, he's an Uber driver. I say he's my favorite Uber driver, even though I've never ridden with him. <laughs> But I, you know, it's it's a funny story. He's got this. He's got this beautiful, beautiful voice. Oh, nice! Um, I mean, just just beautiful. Is he a summit guy? Uh, not originally, but he does live now. He doesn't live in he lives in Kansas City now. Okay. But I was at I was at this brewery one one uh, smoke brewing in Lee Summit. And, oh yeah, and they did this buffet. They used to do a buffet during Lan- cheesecake. Lanny and Josh. Oh, I know them very yeah. well. Yeah. So you know, I was at this buffet, and. He said something to me about something. I was like, I was like, bro, do you do voiceovers? He's like, no. I was like, that's how I met the guy. I was like, bro, your voice is so dope. Nice. So when we when we started the podcast, I'm like, I'm not because normally that's normally what I do is a voiceover thing. You know? Sure. I was gonna say, yeah. you no slouch yourself. So, but I was like, I'm gonna do something different. So I grabbed him to do it, and you know, every time we play, we're like smooth jazz because we call we call him smooth jazz number two. Nice, nice. <laughs> so shout out to Jonathan Theobald. Um, okay, so uh, it gets put on YouTube. It gets fed to all the flavors. Yeah. You handle all the posting. Yeah. And then, I mean, we just let her rip. That's like, it. does it? Is it ever uh, stressed you out or been like, uh, I'm I'm tinkering with like you know, uh, here's, the, here's the joy element of doing a thing and here's the task part. No, is it ever no? I threatened? think I think it's it's such an easy thing to do for us. Because we're sitting, in the, we're sitting around, we're drinking beer, we're you know we're making we're like we're like twelve year olds, sure. you know all the innuendo stupid jokes, you know that's what she said, <laughs> yeah. you know phrasing, you know it's it's just and every time even like this past Sunday we did the, uh, um, the uh, uh, she's the uh, uh, executive director of the Missouri Bra- uh, Craft Brewers Guild. Wow, and what a gig! Yeah, yeah, and so she was at her house in Columbia, and we did, you know. We we're like, well, this is probably our most formal interview ever, right? right. And it wasn't. Oh, nice. nice. <laughs> Turns out she was just as silly as us, so, so it worked out pretty well. Uh, how? I mean, did you when you started the thing? Uh, was was virtual always in the mix, or did you have to pivot and and switch to being able to do virtual? And if so, was well, it a headache? Nick's Nick's set up to do virtual at the studio. Oh, okay. Um, so he can do he can do whatever. And we did that in the beginning, and then of course with COVID, you had to do yeah. that, right? Um, but it's, it's a different animal when you go on location, Oh yeah, you know, and people, you know, we've had, we've got some people who follow us, they, we, you know, we'll post, we're going to be here and they'll show up and, 
you know, and oh, watch, boy. watch, and, Hope and they then, have that power cord. Yeah, and then if you know if they're there, they they get to partake partake in the mystery beers, you know. Oh, so fine. yeah, so it's you know it's a pretty interactive. Like you know when, when we did Strange Days a week ago Sunday, you know we're in the middle of the tap room and sure. people, and people are gawking and seeing what's going on. So it's you know it's a, it's a it's a different animal. What are those guys doing? In there? Yeah, exactly. You know, so it's you know it's it's. It's so easy for us to do it. It's, sure. it's weird because Nick and I have a really uh, cool relationship, you know, that that you – it was kind of just accidental. So sure. it, it, it is what it is, and we, we, we like the same dumb things. Nice. You know, and he likes beer and he likes bourbon. Sure. <laughs> we did a bourbon and beer episode one time with my friend and her husband out of Chicago because they have, a, they have a, a, pod, a podcast called The Neat Poor. And so they were in Chicago. We Me, were meaning uh, a cocktail yeah, with no yeah, ice. Yes, yes, or sir. A, yes, sir. Yeah, a liquor. Yeah, yeah. Spirit. And so we did a, a beer and bourbon podcast, and we got really drunk. <laughs> but thankfully, the studio is literally Nick and I both live downtown Lee Summit, so it's walkable. Okay. So that that was kind of nice. cool. So yeah, it's it's if it's it, of the ninety episodes, they're all different. There's not there's not right. one. Not only the tenors different, the stories are different. Yeah. Everyone has a different feel. So I've got a one of my one of my coworkers. He started. He just started listening to him. He's like, I'm through episode twenty something. He went back catalog. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. So he's listening to to them all over again, or for the first time. Right. And every time I see him, he's like, man, that story about such and such and such is that. I'm like, oh, I forgot about that because right? it's been you know it's been a lot of stories. Ago. Right. But everybody has a story. Right. You know. I mean, that's what it is. That, that's, and that's that's the cool thing. Nick Nick is a former. Newspaper reporter guy editor, okay. you know. I worked in TV news for years. Sure. So it's it's all about storytelling. So you got like, uh, what are you, are you rolling up on like fourteen hundred followers on Instagram? Something, uh, like something like that. We 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 passed passed. Uh, I think it was March. I think we got to ten thousand downloads. Uh, audio. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. We, so where are you? Is there something that's aggregating stats for all the flavors? Shit, I don't know. Some, you'd, you'd somebody have, told you. You'd have to ask Nick. Hey, ten thousand. That's that's his department. So okay. we do, so we did that, and then, that's awesome, man. You know, Facebook. We you know we've got a bunch of followers. We got we got a lot of followers on Twitter. Now, um, are you you do Twitter uh, yeah. just because you tweet? Yeah, that and there's a there's a uh, a thing we call beer Twitter. Where it's a lot of beer people are on Twitter, and that's who I follow, yeah, and that's yeah. who I interact with. Sure, and and you know, and and to be honest, that's where I've found some of my guests. Nice. Um, What's what, the uh, Twitter what, handle? Uh, at beers with Nigel. Okay, of course, no underscores or anything. No, no. And then you know, one of the one of my good, one of my best Twitter stories is a guy out of London. Uh, his name is Stacy Ia. He has he uh, um, rock leopard rock leopard brewing. Rock Leopard, as you might think, he's a Def Leopard fan. Sure, yeah. Um, so I discovered him through a story about he's a contract brewer. I mean, he doesn't have a brick and mortar place. He's doing, he's brewing his beer in other places, but it's sold all over London. Wow. So I hit him up, and you know, I was a brother. So I want, you know, I just want to get his story, and I said, "Hey, a brother that's a Def Leopard fan." Yeah, I'm a Def <laughs> Leopard fan. So, the, 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 um, so I hit him up. I was like, "Dude, um, you want to come on the podcast?" He's like, "Mate, I'd love to come on the podcast." But I want to send you my beer, so he sent us beer from England overseas. Sent us took six weeks to get the beer. He sent three of his beers. Do you have to do something special to send alcohol? Just, just wrap the shit out of it. And don't don't tell anybody. Okay. <laughs> Anything liquid or perishable? No, 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 no. It's it's barbecue sauce. It's <laughs> shampoo. Yeah, yeah. So socks for my niece. Yeah. So he sends he sends us these beers. 
then he comes on the podcast and we cool. have a conversation. So that was super cool. And then, you know, full circle last year, the, the, the beer festival is called Barrel and Flow in Pittsburgh. Um, he said, I'm coming. He said, I'm coming to the festival. I'm like, no shit, Stacy. So Nick and I, we drove this year just so we could stop in different cities and hit some breweries and stuff. So we were pulling up to the hotel where they're doing all the things. And who's out in the parking lot smoking a cigarette? Stacy. No way. Yeah. First, first time, his first time in the United States ever. And you, you yeah. immediately recognized him? Oh, absolutely. Nice. Oh, yeah. And the first time in the United States, he comes to that beer festival. Wow. That's how huge that festival is. Wow. That's first cool. time he and his wife come to that festival um, yeah, to the States. It's crazy. So, I mean, do you have goals for the podcast or is it just, it is what it is? And we- um, we do. It's, you know, we want to kind of, it's been three years. We're like, we, we have a couple of sponsors. Do you really? Yeah. How did um, those? Uh, one of them is a downtown Lee Summit business, uh, um, uh, Dyer Oil Graphics. They do graphic design for any anything and anybody. Sure. And so, like, they do our they do our stickers. So we have stickers. Okay. Did they approach the, you? Well, um, we know them. They're, okay. They're, it's a downtown Lee sure. business. Um, and then we just we just uh, got on with uh, there's a, a publication called uh, Brew Brewview Missouri. Okay. Which um, John out of he he actually lives in in uh, New Hampshire, but he produces that magazine for. But it, it's basically a magazine for makers all around the state. So if you do wine, beer, food, okay, and, and it's at every rest stop in Missouri, oh, which is which is fucking cool. Really? <laughs> yes. Wow. Yeah. So we we're doing a little trade um, sponsorship. Sure. So shouting him out on the show. Sure. He's, he's going to put us in the, uh, in the magazine. Is the uh, 18th and Vine spot going to have food? There, there's a there's a food concept right next door to it. Okay. Yeah, it's not them, but it's it's, okay. li- it's literally adjacent. Okay. Where you can walk walk in and so out. So they the umbrella the operational umbrella that they'll be under will be what you expect from a brewery. Like they, they won't have super late hours. Right. It's yeah. just going to be their yeah. their beers. Yeah. Yep. You come in there for the beer. Yeah. And and that's kind of the experience. Yeah. And then you yeah go about your day. Yeah. Um, okay, so you said uh, it's been three years. We have a couple sponsors. Yeah, goals. You talked yeah, about goals. Uh-huh. Um, so I've got, you know, I worked in LA for years, and I've got some friends who have come out and seen the beers with Nigel, seen, if you will, you know, because like I said, I live downtown, I've lived downtown Lee Summit for eight years. I know everybody. Everybody knows me, yada, 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 whatever. Um, and they're like, it should be a TV show. I'm like, well, let's let's make that happen. So for real, yeah, like yeah. you, like want, I, want yeah. that to happen. Oh, I think it would be cool, you know, because there's a lot of shows, traveling shows, but there's nothing about beer, right? There's nothing out there, and so um, I was talking about uh, uh, De- uh, Ed and Day uh, having their their show on very local is a, so you know the Hearst Corporation owns Channel Nine here, but they own they own stations around the country, mm-hmm. and so their streaming service, which they just started last year. It's called Very Local. So you can go, if you're on a Roku, you can download the Very Local app and you can watch local content from any other cities. Pittsburgh, Sacramento, Boston, mm. Oklahoma City, Kansas City. This is, you said Hertz Company? Hurst. Hurst, Hurst. Hurst Corporation. Oh, like uh, Hurst Corporation. William Randolph. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Rosebud, what's yeah. that movie? Yeah, I don't know. But right. yeah. yeah. So yeah, the Hurst Corporation owns stations all around the country. Um, and so Very Local, turns out, one of the guys that's over that that platform is the guy has to work with in New Orleans. Okay. So he's going to pitch our concept as, as a show, you know, kind of to go around to, you know, kind of like what we're doing now, getting sure. the stories and going around to the breweries. Cause we haven't hit every brewery in Kansas city. And even, and, and, and literally if we started to do that, 
we could start over. We could start from episode one. Sure. You know, because have you, have the, you gone to uh, Brewery Imperial? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. All right. We haven't had them on the pod, but sure. I've, I've well, been there. Plenty I've tried of time. to get Keith on. Yeah, uh, and he, he he just sends me staff members. I'm like, oh, okay, that's fine. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it for now. So that's that's the goal for this year is to is to turn it into a TV show. Nice. Um, I think that's probably the next the next step for okay. it. Okay. And then maybe you know we've been talking about this for ye- for a couple years, maybe doing like a beers with Nigel beer bar. So wow, you know where with you know, a brick and mortar. Yeah. So you know you come in. We're, no, we're not. Be, we're not brewing shit. Let's keep it real. <laughs> but but a space that would require a rent. Or yeah, a yeah. Or so it'd be you know it'd be it'd be taps. But you know to make it a little bit different. You know we've got some friend, friends with the particular li- type of licenses you need to get beers from other places. So let's say we go. Let's say this. You know you see my shirt right mm-hmm. here. This is Ailmatic. I wore this shirt specifically Artisanals. for you because it's got the it's got the, the forty five thing, the, the spider in it. I so. just is that what you call that? Yeah, I just learned that the other day. A, fr- a friend of mine, <laughs> a friend of mine, I learned this like ten days ago. She has she has the, the spider tattoo on her arm. I'm always like it's the to make it forty five. Yeah, it's play. called it's called a spider. So you know the the goal would be if we were open the beer bar to be say well this this place is in Dayton Ohio. And okay, they've been on the podcast. We have one of their beers on tap. That would be cool. Heck yeah! You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you would love this place. It's um, it's a, a music themed uh, brewery. Ooh. Um, Ailmatic is is a, is a, a take on Nas's, Nas's right. yeah. Ailmatic De- debut. Right? Yes. Right. So and God, and, that opening track. Yeah. Goosebumps. And so their all their beers are named after um, hip hop and R B songs. <laughs> Where is it? It's in Dayton, Ohio. Okay. Yeah. Road so, trip, yeah, yeah, exactly. So we, st- it was funny because we were going to Barrel of Flow last year, and you know, I'm just next driving, and I'm just you know, putting in on the map, you know, breweries near me, and we're on I-70, and I'm like, oh shit, El Maddox's right off the highway. You like, you knew about the place? Oh yeah, I've okay. been yeah because we met him the year before at the festival. Okay. We've been trying to get him on the podcast forever, um, but it was off the highway. I'm like, we got to fucking stop in, dude. So we pulled in and. Uh, Mike, one of the owners, he was there that, that I met the year before, and it was, it was super, super cool dudes. Really, really great beers. We bought a bunch of merch and nice. Yeah, got back on the road and went to went to Columbus, Ohio for the night. That so, sounds awesome. Yeah. So, uh, okay. So, I mean, like, uh, if the TV thing happens, would you will you continue podcasting or? Yeah, I think so. Okay, I th- I, it, it it might be. Because I think there'll be different animals. Because the sure. one thing about the podcast is an hour and a half long. If you're going to do a TV show, it's about it's about 22 minutes of content for a 30 minute show, right. right? And so, figuring out the way to you know, if I come to you and I want to get a gist of you know your brewery, your history, your beers, you know, you, you've got to got to come in in and out, you know. Yeah. So, um, and that and it's, it's interesting because the guys uh, who do uh, the Barrel and Flow Beer Fest and do the End Day and the Berg. They're they're comedians, but they're also beer enthusiasts. Hmm. So to, to watch them do their show, they always end up end up at a brewery. But it's it's I mean, just a there's not much beer to it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So we want to lean more into the stories of you know you know if you can do that. I feel you know I feel like at 22 minutes you could tell one story. What's I your think. level of confidence that this happens? Um, if if the we we want the very local thing to happen because they'll pay for it, <laughs> right? So if if we can get them to do a pilot, and there's nothing like it out there, um, that's cool. Um, I don't I don't see why it wouldn't happen. If it doesn't, I've got a plan B. Okay, um, which is I've got some friends who 
have some connections to like Netflix and things like that. Oh, wow. And they're looking for content. And sure. they're like, I can get you a season. Just if we have a pilot, produce a pilot. You Because a, a season in, in, in streaming is six episodes. That's it? That's it. So where do programs like, you know, Ozark, for example, they, they, or, or well, Ted, Ted Lasso, well, 10, 12? Yeah, yeah they, they sign up for, you know, a show like that with, with a big star, obviously you can say, we want this many episodes, sure. right? You know, something that, I mean, think about how many streaming services there are and how many fucking shows there are. I mean. You know, how, would, how, many, how many shows we haven't, we have no clue about. Right. You know, so there's plenty of outlets. How and, many shows in the last 20 years that like, I feel like most people watched that I'm still like, I, n- I never, I never I'm watched. Watch, I'm watching some shows now on over the air TV that re- were reality shows from 10 years ago that I didn't know existed. Right. Like one of my favorite shows, American Pickers. I I never watched that. No, I'd never watched it. Is that like Warehouse Life? No, it's at it, these guys. They go around the country and and they go to um, oh junkyard? junkyards, yeah. and, and weird places and, and pick shit. Right. And I I it's been on for ten years. I never knew about it because I you know I was never really a you know a cable guy. Right. You know? Right. So yeah. So that that's the goal for, for the years to see if we can get some you know maybe monetize it, get some money out of it. You know, I mean you know we're doing it for free pretty much. I mean yeah, but it's fun. So you know. Um, so, you know, you, uh, were kind enough to say you'd come on and do, do it. So I'm glad you're here. I'm thankful for that. And you sent me a list and, yeah, uh, you were kind of shocked by that list, weren't you? Well, I mean, it's, it's, uh, a weird mix (laughs) for me. Uh, I'm weird. Meaning, (laughs) uh, stuff I know well, stuff I kind of know and stuff I was like, never heard of that. Yeah. Um, but it starts with, um, one of my most, you know, kind of turned me on, plugged me into the Matrix, and yeah. it's 1984, yeah, Van yeah, Halen, yeah. Um, which I was not uh, a cable guy either. Um, but my both my folks remarried in, I, I think they both remarried in 82. Yeah. And my mom's new husband, my stepdad, immediately was transferred to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And so now we're down there. We're like staying somewhere while while they're building a house. And eventually while we, when we wind up in that house, we have cable. Yeah. And it's like, you know, spring, summer of 82. It's like MTV is fresh out of the womb. Yeah. And so you you got a lot of uh, MTV presence from this record. Yeah. And I was like, this is uh i've never seen anything like this yeah. before um with of course the video for jump yeah and panama yeah. and hot for teacher. Hot teacher yeah but um what a record i yeah. mean yeah uh the uh, one of the all-time greatest oh yeah album cover oh, yeah. oh absolutely um so how did you get turned on what question one? though yeah didn't the original album heart uh, album artwork have the the baby smoking a cigarette? It's a candy cigarette. Is it, did that not show? Th- that up? does not show up. Oh, it's in his other hand. Okay, I was there's, like, I'm not. There was a cigarette. He's, he's holding a cigarette, and there's two packs of candy cigarettes gotcha. on the table. Well, as far as I was concerned, '84 those were cigarettes. Though. Oh, <laughs> I, I thought they were cigarettes until I got ready for your episode. Really? Yeah, I was like, oh, so shit. they're not. No, and um, so. This gal who did the photography, uh, I guess they reached out to her and said, we want to do four like women dressed in bronze mm. and dancing. And she's like, nah, like that sounds not 
cool on yeah. the woman front. Yeah. And the husband was like, we got to find, you know, uh, forge an opportunity out yeah. of this. And so he went to them and took like her portfolio or something. Yeah. And this, she had done this for a friend's, that's a, a friend of hers, kid. Wow. Uh, in fact, Carter Helm is his name. Huh. It's the kid's name. Um, and they were, they were flipping through and they saw this and they're like, uh, if that's available, we want that. Yeah. And then here we are. Wow. There, there you have yeah, it. That's a cool, a cool album cover. It is. And you know, there's so many things about it. The cigarette, uh, the angel wings, but I was always like, what's going on with that baby's hair? Like somebody put some product and some effort into yeah, that, making that, that. Yeah, that was, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, how, how did this one land in your lap? Um, I was a Van Halen fan before. Okay. You know, it's, you know, it's one of those things back in the eighties, you know, in high school, you know, you're listening to this music and you realize that shit's old, like Led Zeppelin. Yep. Even some, some of the Van Halen, it was, you know, that shit was seven, eight years old mm -hmm. when I, when I started listening to yeah. it. And I remember the hype behind this album because it was January 1st, 1984 when it came out at midnight. Was it really? Absolutely. New Year's Day? I'll never forget that. Or that's the, that's when okay. you, I, you know, I remember going to Sound Warehouse in Oklahoma City buying the cassette on the first day. And, you know, it was just, you know, it was just one of those things. You know, we're, and I'd probably been to a Van Halen concert before. And, you know, that one came out and I was like, oh yeah, that's, that was, you know, I'm still, I'm still, I still listen to Van Halen. Sure. I mean, I, I you know, now, you know, whether it's Van Halen or Van Hagar, I'm still, right. I, I like both. Right. But yeah, that was one of my, you know, growing up in a household with different kinds of music and listening to everything on the radio, I was, you know, I was just, I listened to anything and everything. Sure. You know, well, this is the halfway point for them. It's their yeah. sixth of 12. The, and, and isn't that crazy? Yeah. And then, and the last Diamond Dave record. Yeah. I mean, it's Van Hagar yeah. after that. Yeah. And then I, I, I lost track of yeah. who, yeah. Cause, cause Hagar, left yeah. right and then and, somebody and else then, then, then what's his face come back for a minute david lee roth maybe yeah. maybe and it didn't yeah. work out no yeah. i don't think yeah. so. Uh, so but what the, one of the most amazing things to me is that this record uh is nine tracks 33 minutes running time yeah yeah it's like short real short yeah. like i i think album i think better yeah. part of an hour yeah. or at least 45 minutes but it's but the 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 thing that struck struck me about that album it's you know it's uh Eddie Van Halen. Yeah. It's the guitars, man. man. I, like I told you, you know, listening to Jimi Hendrix, I was, you know, I wish I had taken up the guitar. I think I probably did at one point. I think we had one in the house, and I don't know what the fuck happened. Right. But, <laughs> but yeah, that was just, you know, just uh, anything with guitars back then. Um, you know, I can, like, I'd love Scorpions. Yeah. You know, just, just, the, just the solos. Oh my God. He's, uh, you, you know, Matthias Jabs. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I can't remember his name. I just remember Klaus Mine. Klaus Mine, yeah, yeah, Rudolf yeah. Schenker. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And, Klaus, and yeah. Uh, Matthias Jabs. So anything three. that has guitar in it, I mean, even, you know, you fast forward to whether it be R&B, hip hop or anything that has some, some nice riffs in it. I'm, I, I'm always drawn to that. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, it can be any genre. I just, you know, I, I dig it. If you, you know, a good, a, a, I love a good guitar player. I'm just enamored by it. Yeah, I do all the music booking down at Transparent, and and we've had some people come through there. I'm like, what the fuck? Who are you? Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> you, you know, well, why don't you have a TV? Right. Show? You know, there was there was, a, there was a band that was there last week. Um, uh, what's it? Something something in the fun guys. I forget. Um, but th th these guys are in their 60s, and the guitar player killing it really oh my god nice just just shredding <laughs> um so thriller came out 
83 or 84 mm-hmm. uh and you know it wasn't too terribly long after uh but not immediately that uh i learned that uh eddie did the mm-hmm. you know solo yeah, yeah. for beat yeah, it yeah yeah uh it's like yeah wow, i like that kind yeah. of collaboration yeah. you don't see that's quincy jones man i mean god quincy, guy, quincy yeah, jones the legend yeah, man the legend for sure um such good stuff i mean uh i i was never uh obviously you hear eddie and you know i it took me a while also i guess maybe the video but that's eddie's yeah. eddie does all the synth yeah eddie did uh all the synth stuff but um alex yeah i mean especially on like all weight yeah yeah you know you oh that, yeah dun, 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 yeah dun, yeah dun, oh dun, yeah dun, just, yeah yeah just just great yeah. yeah yeah and i probably saw them at least three times did you really oh yeah wow i i, I was the shows i went to man I, you know, it, whatever genre I, you know, I'm sure. like, if I could get there, I remember one year we went to, uh, there was a thing at the Cotton Bowl called Texas Jam. Okay. And it was Sammy Hagar. It was Styx. It was Rush. Uh, God, who else? I just, you know, I just love live music. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, nice. You know, going, going to a stadium show is fucking different than yeah. going to like a, a venue, but it's still just as cool, you know? It is. It is. Well, um, so we'll leap from 84. To eighty nine, Joe Sample. Oh my god! Spellbound. Oh my god! Um, um, so in the jazz circles, because I worked, in, I worked in radio, mm-hmm. so I worked, I, I worked at several jazz stations. Um, in in the in the the aficionados, greatest jazz album ever. Seriously, the amount of collabs that are on that fucking album. There's a bunch. <laughs> it's. And it's funny because I was I was explain, explaining to a couple of young young guys the other day. I say, like, "What you know about Joe Sample?" They're like, "Who?" Yeah, I was telling them about the list that I sent you. Okay, okay. And we were talking about the list, and so um, my buddy, his wife, works with me down at the brewery, and um, Brian had texted me, texted her, and said. Brian wanted you to know he's listening to Joe Sample and drinking, uh, sipping some whiskey. I'm like, <laughs> goddamn right, success. <laughs> you know, because it's what it's. You know, if if you don't know that genre, you don't you don't know, right? But it's fucking great music. Yeah, and, uh, and, and his 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 piano playing and the people that he gets. Oh man, yeah, stupid. Uh, twenty four records for him. This is uh, yeah. number ten. Yeah. Uh, 10 songs, 47 minutes, uh, founding member of the Jazz Crusaders in 1960. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Worked yeah. with Miles Davis, yes, George Benson, B.B. Yes. King, Eric Clapton, Steely Dan, Joni Mitchell, The Supremes, so many more. I forgot about the Crusaders, another badass jazz band. So uh, how did you become aware of this guy? So uh, in college, we had a radio station. Nice. It was a jazz station. Oh. And it was student run, but it was also... Uh, community runs. So you had all these hip, had all these hippies coming in. Um, KDUR 91.9, 93.9, the bumper sticker down there. Oh, I see that. That's community college uh, station at my school. Oh, nice. I, I had a show for three years. Nice. Yeah. So I know it. So, we had to read uh, PSAs and we had carts. carts. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And go in and make, yeah. uh, reserve some studio time yeah, and yeah. make a promo. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's good stuff, man. <laughs> so that, that, that's what, when I learned about jazz. Okay. And, it, and you know, obviously back then it was all records. So, you know, you had Joe Sample, David Sanborn, uh, George Benson. Um, God, George uh, Benson. Herbie Hancock. Oh. Uh, um, you know, obviously some of the old stuff, Miles. Sure. Um, th- we just got, you know, immersed in the, into the stuff, you know, because I wasn't on the radio. 
No. Right? No. But it was on our radio. Yeah. And that's when I really kind of fell in love with, you know, the instrumental stuff. Sure. And, you know. What a fucking rabbit hole that genre is. Oh, yeah. I mean. Oh, yeah. There is no, like, it's so, like, it's deeper than you'll ever know. Yeah. Literally. So, so you know, Joe Sample was in, was in high rotation at the time. This is probably, you know, this is 85, 84, 85, 86, and, and, what, 84 through 88. And so, you know, just in those four years, you know, we heard everything. Yeah. And, and and some of the records were old. And, sure. And, and, it, and if you wanted to have your own show, you could. And so, uh, you know, you could dig through and say, okay, I'm gonna this, I'm gonna explore this, and you know, and some of those older cats would come in and you know coach you up on this, that, and the other. You know, um, one one of my favorite ones, um, Stanley Jordan. Mm. Go listen to listen, uh, listen to some I think Stanley I had, Jordan. Did he, did he put out some records on Blue Note? Yeah, yeah, Gu- guitarist. Yeah, fucking badass. Yeah, he's a badass. Yeah, just I mean, just. Oh my god! It gives me chills thinking yeah. about some of these records that I'm like, oh yeah, that's what I cut my teeth on. So that's where Joe Sample came okay. from. Okay, very you cool. Know? And like I said, I, you know, I'm I'm trying to, you know, uh, play it forward for someone here. Let's do some Joe Sample, right? You know, because there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of young cats out there who, who love their music, and, you know, it's cool to give them something different than what the world has given them you right know what i'm saying the mainstream has yeah. given them yeah to be like no this you should check this out you know what i'm saying for sure it's there's there's some really great stuff out there there is a I lot mean, of it i mean it, like there's a great documentary about quincy jones if you haven't seen it go mm. go find it okay it i had no idea he was a he was a phenom and he started out in seattle almost died twice the the dude had like a uh, an aneurysm and survived. Seriously, oh, bro, it's it's his his that documentary is amazing. Just go go find it, go watch so, it. So he uh, he did like he was a an artist. Yeah, he was musician. a jazz, he was a jazz guy. He, he at seventeen he was he was playing in New York City. He so he he but he he recorded and released some records and then did he kind of depart and to just produce and he was he was Frank Sinatra's music director. He was? Yes. What? <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. In Vegas. Okay. Yes. So, uh, yeah, that's when he wasn't an art. Yeah. And then, then he got into the producing game. But, yeah, he's, you know, to hear pe- people talk about his arrangement skills. That's okay. So, that's right. Uh, buddy of mine, episode 33, Adam Wilkie, he, he gave me a list of like 15 quintessential jazz he's a jazz musician yeah. gigs yeah and one of them was uh sinatra at the such and such in vegas yeah. with count basie's orchestra yeah and now that you mentioned that i, I think feel Quincy like jones I, was, was probably i the think fucking he conductor put it together yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's like he so he and he wasn't like a, a slouch music ar- no, artist no. wise but he the, was he but was, then he kind of went yeah he was he was a phenom because he the story goes he was Somehow he was in Seattle, like at fifteen, playing the trumpet or some shit, and then he ends up in you know in Harlem, sure. in New York City, just you know as a kid with these bands, and he, he was just he was just a stud, you know. Such a cool story. I'm def <laughs> I definitely, but but and I want to check out the Quincy Jones documentary. Yeah, but I also uh, want to know what the Obama story is, either now or later. I just keep so um, in my TV news days, I was working in New Orleans. Um, the long story short, I'd gotten a, I worked at TV news for 15 years. Okay, as a news photographer, among other things, I was a reporter. I was a sports anchor. Yada yada yada. 
swore I would never get back in it. 2008, remember the recession of 2008. Mm-hmm. I, was, I, was, I was working in LA. Um, end up going to New Orleans because a buddy of mine had a job for me. That was uh, that was probably 2010, nine. So it was like five years after Katrina, and they sent there was a, some hurricane coming, and they they it was all hands on deck. But I worked in the engineering department in the in the back. Unless you're George Bush, Jr. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then you're just doing acting like that should never happen. Yeah. So all hands on deck, and so um, I went with one of the reporters, and we did a bunch of. Because I was a news photographer, so I did a bunch of live shots for CNN and Biloxi, Mississippi, whatever. I get back to the station, and my buddy's like, "Hey, they want to hire you in in the news department." I'm like, "Fuck that! I don't want to work for the news department anymore." But it was a full time gig, and so I took it. And out of the, all the years I worked in TV news, that was probably the best year and a half I'd ever had. So that was the year of because New Orleans TV news is fucking different, man. That was when Ray Nagin was in was at, in try at on trial. That was that was the year of the Gulf oil spill. Yes, I don't, um, I don't know who this Ray person is. Though. He was the former mayor of uh, New Orleans oh, okay. that that, okay. that that went up in flames. Um, he went went to prison, all that kind of oh, shit. Oh shit! But that's New Orleans for you. Sure, that's, they, that's you know they they don't do they they do you know heavy duty news. Yeah, and so um, that's the same year that the Saints went to the Super Bowl. Oh, and so I went to the Super Bowl, covered that twenty ten. Yep, is that right? Yeah, yeah twenty ten. Okay, and then. Uh, after that, I had uh, Super Bowl champion from that Saints team, Nick Leckie. Oh, no, really? Um, yeah, yeah, no shit. Yeah, we worked together for a little bit, and uh, that's, that's super random. Drafted by Denny Green. Oh wow! Yeah, that's, and then yeah. played for a couple shitty Rams teams, yeah. and then wound up on Saints with Sean Payton yeah. and Drew Brees. And oh yeah. So I, I was there for that whole experience, and then uh, fast forward, uh, we, we took this trip to uh, uh, the Saints were doing preseason in foxborough that that next season um, oh, okay and so we went there and then that was then they had a uh, saints player going to the hall of fame that year so we went to the hall of fame but then uh the saints were going to the white house right and so we, we all go to the white house and we're in the east room and all the saints are there and that's when i was in in the east room with obama you know and i'm like that dude's he's he's about my height you know <laughs> so yeah that's so i've got all these pictures of of me in the white house uh, or, or also in the press room and shit like that. So you know that was that's my my Obama story. Cool, very cool. <laughs> um, anyway, right. So we stay in '89, and uh, we go baby tender face. lover, baby, baby face. face. Fuck yes. Which uh, dude got his nickname from Bootsy Collins? I, I had no yes. idea. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Super awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so 89, 14 songs, 67 minutes, second record in nine. Yeah. Um, this, I mean, I've like, just the name has kind of always been a couple layers removed yeah. from me. It's yeah, like, yeah. I know like, yeah, yeah. anyway, yeah, yeah. um, won a duet Grammy with Tony Braxton in oh, 2014. Yeah. Yep. Uh, wrote so I made a I was like oh he's he's worked with some people and I made my list and I was like oh shit I gotta add some more names and then I was like oh shit I gotta add and then I was like oh my god there's a whole fucking page anyway Bobby Brown Pebbles Johnny Gill Sheena Easton uh, TLC Crazy Sexy Cool uh, list just keeps going bro it's stupid this motherfucker's been everywhere and met some people and put out some massive hits I'm banging on the table I'm like where the fuck is the Babyface documentary he's so prolific and one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. 
Yeah, have you met him? Oh, absolutely. Nice. Absolutely. Um, that album, man. You know, it's just, it was just one of those, you know, he's just a great, so he has a, he's his whole family is a bunch of singers, right? Uh-huh. Um, so there's a group called After Seven. Okay. Uh, that's his, his brothers and his, his basically his family. Um, and he'll tell you, I'm not the best singer in my family. <laughs> you know, because his brother, Kevon, is fucking, uh, Kevon Edmonds is fucking amazing. Because his name is Kenny, Ed- Kenny Edmonds. Okay. Um, but, you know, his songwriting, you see how many people he's produced. All the Boys to Men shit, the Bobby yeah, Brown shit, all these hits. I mean, you go see him in concert, and he's cool because he plays good. He's a badass guitarist. He is left-handed. Nice. <laughs> and you go to his show, and he always does this section. He's like, "These are a few of the songs that I wrote. You might, you might know these." Ooh, and like he, a little and, medley. Oh my god, it's stupid. How how many songs? You're like, oh shit, yeah, you did do that song. And most people don't know, but right. you know, me as a as a babyface, uh, you know, fan, right? Um. You know everything he does. It's just, I mean, like the the, the Grammy for the one with Tony Braxton in 2014. The album's called uh, uh, "Love, Marriage, and Divorce." Oh shit! And it's and it's epic. And if you've ever been through anything in a relationship, one of those songs is going to fucking hit you. Uh huh. You know, and even the the tender lover thing. I mean, yeah, you know, the things he writes about and the way he hooks those songs. He he has a formula, man. You know, start out, get up there. I mean, it's, it's any boys to men song you listen yeah. to. You know, it it gets up here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And he's just uh, just a super nice guy. I used to work for his wife when I worked in L.A. Um, his now his now ex wife. Uh, they had a, a, um, a, a, a Edmonds Entertainment was the was the uh, was the company. And so back in my L.A. days, Is she. She's sort of still in that. Field. Yeah, she's she's engaged to Deion Sanders currently and has been for several years. Coach Prime. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's getting ready to move to Boulder. So if you ever if you ever see the the light skinned beautiful chick by him, that's that's that's, that's Tracy, Tracy Edmonds. Yeah. Wow. Uh-huh. But I mean, she's still like sort of in the industry. Yeah, or... I, I'm not sure what she does. Last thing I saw, she was on. She was like on Access Hollywood as a host. Maybe that's. But what it you was. know, but when they got divorced, she got fifty million. So yeah, it's, so she's yeah. fine. She got fifty yeah. million in the building. But I digress. <laughs> so yeah, I worked for her because uh, the the first uh, reality show on BET was called College Hill. Okay. And uh, my buddy Race and Tracy uh, uh, created it, and that they they were still married at the time. And and Kenny he would come up and speak and hang out and just a super cool. nice guy. Um, one of my favorite stories he had he had this one office in the building that it was all white. Everything was white in there, and you and the wall of pictures. Michael Jackson, Tony Braxton, uh, um, you know, you name you name it. He's hung out with them or done something with them, and and just a super humble, humble, humble dude. Nice, but a prolific, underrated artist and um, uh, producer. Yeah, I mean, even even before he was Babyface, sure, he was in a group called The Deal. Okay, and um, um, Jimmy Jam, Terry Lewis, Jimmy Jam. That he was with them. Yeah, that's how that all started. Okay, <laughs> so go back and listen to some of the deal. Sure. Um, and you know, they're, they're, go back. The videos are, are epic because it's all epic hair, like you see in that picture. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, but even then, you know, when he would do his part in the song, he was just different. Yeah, you know, he was just a different well, dude. So I'm glad you said that because I feel like, um, you know, 
his part in the song different dude his his song writing his you know the stuff he's making uh different dude and then by uh happenstance or coincidence or a connection or however it was like he i think is dipping his toes in the production water mm-hmm. waters and then from there people are like i want that guy i want that guy oh, i want that yeah, and the yeah. tree just yeah you know never stop i mean i think he's still no, no, he's no, he's still at it. Yeah, he, like, he he's he he is still at it. Um, if you get a chance, there's a uh, there's a couple of guys. Uh, God, what's his name? It's it, the podcast is called Art the R and B Money Podcast. Okay, and it's on YouTube. Um, go watch the one with Babyface because they get into these stories. Because and the two guys are they're they're famous uh, R and B singers, but. You know, to 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 them, he's the goat. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Um, and to hear the stories that he tells, and he's such a soft-spoken guy, right? Um, but you know, he just tells these stories because he's been around. I mean, he's probably almost sixty. I was going to say mid fifties. Yeah, and, yeah, and he's been he's been in the game for a long time. He's from I think he's from uh, I think they're from the same town as uh, uh, Michael Jackson, Gary and Anna. Really? Yeah. If okay. I, yeah, I okay. think the Edmonds are from there. Nice. And, and, and the, the, it's, his career is just fucking stupid. Yeah, he, he just released a, a, a new album, and it's classic Babyface, man. I mean, he, wow. he just did an album earlier in, uh, or late last year, and it's it's him with all these new R and B female singers, and it's all about them. Nice. Yeah, and, and yeah, he does some duets with them, but he's showcasing 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 these women. Fantastic. Yeah, you know that's. You know, that's the kind of shit he does. He's still got pipes. Oh yeah, he's wow. bro, he's a crooner, man. He, right. You know, you hear that word yeah, very often. No, he's, a, he's, no. a, he's a crooner, man. <laughs> uh, I just something you just said reminded me of my lone trip to New Orleans, which was for Jazz Fest in '95. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I was uh, living in the southwest corner of Colorado, so it was a haul yeah. to get there. Yeah. Um, and so we got to town. Did the festival Friday, Saturday, uh, and then Sunday day we went to Biloxi, Mississippi, mm, mm. and I discovered we discovered um, that you can wade like a thousand yards out into the Gulf. Yeah, and so we just we did that. Yeah. We took a cooler. Yeah, out in, and yeah. like threw a frisbee. Stupid, Shirt, shirtless. Yeah, just got absolutely. I mean, redder than your hat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then had to somehow cobble together yeah. a, 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 you know, a vertical awake form of human to go to a show at Tipitina's Sunday. <laughs> oh night. yeah, hell yeah. And, and then the show let oh, yeah. out, and we got back in the car yeah. and, and left town. I mean, it that's what like, you, that's what you do it. Man. I, I literally so, and we went up through Lawrence. I, uh, some, I picked up my dog, dropped off some people, went to Boulder, and then I had to drive. Yeah. still seven. Yeah. Hours. I'm not. I'm. I was young. Yeah. Man. I was twenty, twenty one, and it literally took me a week of like you know to feel normal. Yeah. After the abuse I put my body through. It's good for you though. Yeah. All right. <laughs> built, definitely built some character. And, and, and but the first time I went to Biloxi, man, white sand. Yeah. I was fucking shocked. Yeah. I loved it. And yeah. I'm trying to think why the hell I was oh, I know why I was there. And another part of my life, uh, I used to I used to sell educational software. Really? <laughs> and I sold something in Mississippi and I went to do a training in Mississippi and it was close to I think it was in Biloxi. And I remember going to the beach, I'm like, What in the world is this? Yeah. Had no clue. Right. Beautiful. Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> so we get out of uh the eighties 
and move into the 90s. Yeah, I was trying to, you know, there's so many, yeah. Jay-Z. Yeah, there's so, there, there's, you know, I was trying to, there's so many things came to mind when you asked me what, because I could probably give you a hundred. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Right. But I, I, I just went top of mind. Jay-Z, Reasonable Doubt. Um, Debut. Yes. Right? Yes. Um, I still have the original CD. Nice. Can't even make that up. It's, uh, it's still it's still kind of plays. Sixteen tracks, sixty four minutes, first of thirteen. Uh, I know very little about Jay Z, and I've only listened to a little bit. Uh, so, please, um, you know, that was very authentic. And the, again, if you ever get a chance to watch, maybe like anything about his life and how he came up, you know, he's rapping about that. You know, granted, he's still rapping now. You know, is what, he? Oh, absolutely. He, he hasn't put anything out in a while, though, right? Um, he put out something maybe two or three years ago. Two or three, but he, okay. But he's, 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 on, he's on a lot of features still. Yeah, he's, right. he's, still, right. out, he's still out there. Um, but that, that particular album, you know, it just reminds me of, you know, I was in my, in my 20s. I was feeling myself. You know, I remember bumping that. I just bought this Lexus, you know. Damn. Yeah. Okay. I was working at Channel 5, and it, I don't know. It just it just appealed to me. And then one You one bumping my, it with stock speakers? Oh, no, no. These were Nakamichis oh. in, in the Lexus, bro. Uh, this was this was not that regular fucking. Okay. Uh, this this was the CD changer in the trunk. Ooh. So if you're, super if, fancy. So, yeah. So if you're going out of town, you need to change. You need to pull over. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. So, you know, and. Now he was just raw, and I don't know. It's just there's something about his flow that I really loved. And then when he was on 60 Minutes, I was like, "Oh, that's my motherfucker right there." He was on 60 Minutes. I think it was a Mike with Mike Wallace. Sure. And he doesn't write down anything. I know. I don't. I don't get that <laughs> at all. I mean, like, that that sort of brain power. I was like, I, I don't think he ever has. Yeah. So like, just you know, just that that album. It just it just brings back some great memories of. You know, being in my twenties and just, you know, I was just feeling myself. It was nice. just, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm a still, I'm still a fan. When it comes to hip hop, I love flow. You know, yeah. I, I love what you sound like. You know, what I'm saying that that you know, Tupac, Biggie, um, uh, like MF Doom. You know, some of these offshoot ones that sure. like just have like J Cole. Mm-hmm. The, the you know the the you know the flow. Yeah. Um, there's a there's a there's a guy here in town. Uh, it's a buddy of mine's son. Um, he has a lot of music. He's put a lot of music on TV shows. Um, his name's Craig Smith. Okay. Um, if you could find him, he'd be he'd be he'd be a great great one to have on. And would yeah. be interested. Oh, perhaps? oh, absolutely. Yeah. I just tell him Nigel said, "Fuck yeah, you need to do it," because he's he's a local guy. He's here in L.A. Um, but why that guy is not famous? His bars. And his flow, it's so great. I mean, he's he's done some features on Tech Nine albums. Okay, um, sure. But it's you know it's it's you know Jay Z is just one of those guys. You're like it's just like yeah, I fucking whatever you're whatever you're hitting on. I'm, sure, you know. I mean, who 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 doesn't love to hear fucking Outcast? You know, it's just it's just flowy and yeah vibey Dope. and yep yeah you know what i'm saying yeah i don't know you know it's it's one of those things about music you don't know what it is but when it hits you it fucking hits mm-hmm. you right mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying you, you're like okay I get so it. so what's going on with him right now like uh jay-z yeah like i feel like occasionally not he's, often he's, I, he's playing second fiddle to beyonce <laughs> meaning 
Well, you know, they're whatever, man, whatever she does. Whatever, yeah. Okay. And okay. I, I know he has some features on her album, but he's sure. he's he's still out there. No, I know, but I mean, I've uh, I've seen a small handful of TikToks where people in the business are talking about like I don't know, like an agenda or like manipulation of uh, you know secretly or behind the scenes, like uh, like a lot of suspicious stuff with him like like he's ha- he's got his hands are sort of everywhere and he's got like some kind of control illuminati I, that was the whole thing i don't know i don't you know i don't follow it that closely if i if i hear him i'm gonna you know i you know i'm i'm gonna listen to it sure uh, sure you know one, one of my favorite uh songs collabs that he did is with lil wayne and i think it was called the carter three and, yes, and, and, yes. The, and the song is called Mr. Par- Mr. Carter because he's Sean Carter. Uh-huh, and, uh-huh. Oh, my God. You know, they just go in on this song. I'm like, what the fuck was that? Right. You know, it's just so hard and just so, you know, it's, was it, I guess everybody's celebrating 50 years of hip hop, right? Uh, right now. I just saw a show, yeah. a DJ show downtown at the ship. Yeah. Uh, Cut Chemist. Yeah, yeah. From, he was like, 50, yeah. hip hop's 50. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to, we're going to, Dipping and out of that yeah. timeline tonight. Yeah, oh, I mean, right. what a what a you know. To, to me, if if you ask anybody, that's that's one of the iconic albums, easily. Um, because it, it still it still bumps today. I can listen to it now and be like, yeah, that shit still slaps. But I mean, you certainly have uh, a favorite or two, another favorite or two of his from his catalog, right? Um, probably, but front to back, that's probably okay. the one. Okay, um, that yeah, there's there's probably some. Yeah, there's some. Yeah, that's probably the number one one. That that that, and and the reason I say that, like he did he did a few things uh, several years ago, that that he just did them for free. And you oh, could, really? And you could just download them. Nice. There was a couple of those that were that were really really cool. Um, but that one I've listened to it forever. Right. So and I keep listening. Were- I, I keep listening to it. Yeah. It's like that Babyface album, right? I I still go back and listen to the whole fucking album. Nice, you know. I mean, any one of those that I mentioned. I mean, I can list how many albums these days do you do you listen to front to back? It's it's not a huge number. You know what I'm saying? But there are certain albums where it's like medicinal to do that, yeah, because yeah, yeah. of the relationship yeah, yeah. that I have over time, yeah. with the album or the you know the memories it brings back. You yeah. know, it's. And that's saying something for that artist. Yeah. You know, granted, back in the day, you had no fucking choice. You had to listen to the whole damn thing. You know what right. I'm saying? <laughs> right. You know, because not a, it, you couldn't stream it. You couldn't, nope. you know. It's Yeah, it's a, it's a weird time. I, it's was a different a, time. I was a tape holdout for, I mean, I was still buying tapes in like the year 2000. Oh, no shit? Yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, but, you know, for the longest time, the uh, AMSS. Yeah feature yeah where you yeah fast forward and it stopped yeah. at the start yeah 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 that didn't so you're yeah yeah guessing oh shit i went too far you yeah know what i mean yeah and then cds it's like oh, yeah nah, nah, just boop 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 <laughs> which I, I i thought was amazing but like my younger sister for example uh she never she had very few tapes and then eventually had a really big cd collection uh, but couldn't tell you the fucking name of a track to save her life. Yeah. It's track six. Is that yeah. the one? It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, it's it, look, yeah. it's right there. Look, yeah. just look. But yeah. Anyway, uh, 1996 all the way to 2013. Drake, Drake, Drake. Nothing was the same. Yeah. 15 An- tracks, 68 minutes, third of seven. I think he just. I think number seven 
he just put out yeah. kind of late last year. Yeah, so yeah. he's definitely yeah still dropping stuff. How, how'd you get into this? And, cat? and, and it's a, it's another front to back that I've listened to. Right? Over, that I still listen to. I still, if I'm looking for Drake, I, let's say I do Spotify and I'm doing like just a shuffle. I'm gonna I'm gonna fast forward to something on that album. Nice. Um, again, it's about it's about that flow, yeah. you know, and his storytelling. Do, and, I mean. Wu Tang Forever was yeah that track? Right, yeah anyway is he talking about pussy the whole song yeah the whole song yeah about whether or not that girl's pussy was his and still yeah, is his yeah 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 it's just yeah, like yeah yeah bro okay <laughs> and again it goes back to you know I used to I used to date this girl in Boonville Missouri oh wow and and I would drive from Lee Summit there every weekend and I I would always bump that album um, and you know even before that just some of his early stuff uh, with like Rihanna. Uh-huh. And, you know some of those things again. It's it's that there's something about his flow that's super like infectious. Now some of his his later stuff, I'm like, man, you know, it's okay. It's it's to me, it's it's inconsistent. Um, but there's certain ones that like there's a really uh, there's some stuff he did with Rick Ross, um, with uh, uh, Lil Wayne because mm-hmm. obviously he came out of Lil Wayne mm-hmm. camp. That's mm-hmm. pretty much who discovered him. Um, you know some of that, like he he does some really great stuff with Jay Z. Sure, um, I feel like you know Lil Wayne, just like whatever whatever the timeline was for for his discovery. Yeah, I feel like once he was kind of out there, he was just instantly huge. Yeah, like like all this time went by and people are talking about Drake, talking about. It, I was like, I, I still have not even heard of Drake, so I don't even know who this guy is. Yeah. but he was huge immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and granted, he was on Degrassi. <laughs> That show, because <laughs> my that, that 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 show that was I think it was on Disney, and my okay. my son used to love that okay. show. That 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 that's, he started out as an actor. Funny, yeah, super uh, weird. Huh? He's well. Uh, do you know who Caleb Presley is? Uh, no. Uh, so I I try not to give uh any uh screen time or props to anything barstool sports. Oh yeah. Because, uh, yeah, kind of creepy. Yeah. But uh, but they are impo- You cannot ignore. You can't avoid all the elements of barstool they're yeah. everywhere. oh yeah but he is um and they they discovered him and we're like we we'll stop at nothing to get so he just does one-on-one interviews yeah he's a kind of a goofy looking white dude with long blonde hair and he always wears like a a bolo mm-hmm. tie yeah, yeah. and he and i mean he interviewed and he's got this super <laughs> fat dude named glenny balls Okay. That sits off to the side during the interviews yeah. and eats ice cream. Okay. Like a huge bowl of ice cream with a huge spoon. And sometimes he's shirtless. It's okay. super weird. But I mean, he's had like an amazing interview with Aaron Rodgers. Like all the interviews he does yeah. are like, oh my. And anyway, he had Drake on and Drake's son was there for uh-huh. part of it. Um, and Drake, I didn't, uh, re- he's super sharp yeah and super he's got a very made the tv piece makes sense it's mm-hmm. like he he's got a relationship with the camera almost yeah um but uh in one one segment of that interview he says uh is it true that toronto uh has the most beautiful girls in the world and drake's like of course you could tell on his yeah. face he's like i've, I've got to say 
yes to this yeah. because that's that's where I'm from. Yeah. He said, yeah, yeah, for sure. And he goes, so how'd you get him there from Miami on your plane? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and he's anyway, he's got uh, just from that interview alone, he's got a really good sense of humor. Yeah. And he seems, uh, you know, for however much fame and wealth right. and success, he seems kind of down to earth. Well, I mean, he was famous before. He was on a goddamn TV show oh, right, right, for years. Right, you know right, what I'm saying? Right. But no, that that album is just I don't know. For me, it's just you know it brings back a lot of memories, and you know I love the beats. Uh, like I said, his other albums, pick because there was a couple albums before that, that that I was digging, but that was the one that I was like, oh, that's a front to back album. Nice, you know. Um, how long do you imagine he will continue to put albums out? I mean, shit. Is, I mean, Jay Z still doing shit, right? I mean, you know, I think at this point. You know, because he's probably into, into producing game and publishing and probably, you know, those, he'll, I mean, he can be in, in the game as long as he wants. You right. Know what I'm saying, I mean, hell, Babyface is still at it. Right. Right. Like, I mean, if you want to, if you want to talk about somebody who's been in, in the game a long time, think about like Charlie Wilson. Right. You know, he's, you know, he's 60 something, 70 years old and still, <laughs> still after it. Yeah. I mean, Joe Sample is no spring chicken. No. You know, so, you know, it's, it's, I guess as long as you want to do it, I suppose. Right. You know, um so back to your list as a whole you know you gave me five you said it, you could have given me a hundred uh are there a couple or three just off the top that you want to give shouts out to yeah or? i would i would probably go with uh, uh lil wayne uh uh what was it carter four carter three one of those okay one of those um, i had somebody on uh that uh when they gave me their list they, they mistyped I didn't even catch it. Yeah, but uh, he was like, what he wanted to to say uh, was Carter two. Yeah, and, maybe it's Carter. And two. then he like looked back and he's like, oh shit! And he was like, oh my god, no, it has to be the car. I was like, god damn, okay. <laughs> I didn't realize. <clears throat> I also knew next to nothing about Lil Wayne, and and when I sat down to listen to his stuff, I was remarkably impressed. He is. Uh, he's been through some shit. Yeah. First of all, well, he's from New Orleans, so yeah, and he's from you know uh, uh, Holly Grove, which is when I worked down there in, in New Orleans in TV news. That's where the, anytime there was some shit jumping off, it was in Holly Grove. Okay, um, but yeah, I would I would throw. I think it's Carter Carter three. Okay, one, one of those. I'd also throw in there another another uh, a Quincy Jones uh, Quincy Jones juke joint. I that sounds familiar. Which is it's, it's all collabs. When did it come out? For nineties. Okay. Yeah, that, that's another one. Another one that that comes to mind. Um, let's see what else. What else is you know? If I'm gonna like, let's go listen to an album. Uh, Trombone Shorty. Oh. Hurricane season. Yeah. That's you know that's one of my <clears throat> one of my you know every time he's in town or close to town. Pull that guy. Yeah. There you go. Thanks. I'm I'm, uh, I'm going to see him. You know, like he's coming. To, he's coming to town. He is. Yeah, soon with with uh, August, maybe. Yeah, August with uh, um, uh, uh, Ziggy Marley. That's right. And Mavis Staples. That's right. <laughs> at, at at Grinders. Right. Which is weird because every time he comes, it's you know, like he's come. He's been to like last year. He was a Knuckleheads. He's been to Grinders before. He, one time he was at the Truman. The first time he came to Kansas City, it was a power light and it was free. And it was fucking amazing. I bet it was a blast. Oh my god! Wow, because nobody had really heard of him, right? You know, up, his here, show, up here. His I've only listened to, uh, one record of his, and it was 
I mean, it blew me away. Uh, no skips, front to back. The the live show, bro. Okay, I, I, and so listen, I was like, I bet his live show is fucking fun. I saw him earlier in the year. He was in, in Fayetteville, and I went down there to this cool-ass venue, and in the middle of the show, they, they do this whole tuba, two-trumpet, like, jams. Yeah. Yes, but not on stage. Oh, They come off the stage and walk through the crowd, and it's the most, I mean, it's from you to me. And it's always fucking epic. Have you ever uh, listened to or seen Oza Motley? Yeah. They, L.A. based. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, I don't know if they're Peruvian. I, they, I forget which country of influence. Yeah. But anyway, uh, when they were up in, I saw them in Lawrence. I've seen them at a couple festivals, but I saw them at, at maybe the Bottleneck in Lawrence. And they, they took the stage yeah. through the crowd. Yeah. I was like... Yeah. That is the coolest thing yeah, ever. Yeah, trombone shorty, I, I think the last time I saw him, or the time before, when he was at Knuckleheads, I took like 12 people. Because I'm like... Meaning treated? No, no, or no. Or no. organized? Organized, okay. I'm like, because they'd never seen him. like, you got to come see it. It's, it's, it's an epic live show. Did everybody come? Oh, yeah. Did everybody love it? Oh, absolutely. They're, nice. always, they're already talking about the show in August. Oh, nice. They're like, we're going back to trombone shorty. I'm like... It's just every time I've seen You're him. like, I got VIP this year. I don't know yeah. about you guys. <laughs> <laughs> a funny story. Uh, he was at Knuckleheads. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a, you know, some people have spirit animals. I have a spirit city, and that would be New Orleans. Okay, right? yeah. I, I feel like, you know, I lived in L.A. I loved it. I moved to or New Orleans. I was like, holy shit, this is, this is where I'm from. Sure. You know, and I rep any, anything New Orleans, and I have this, there's this brand, and they have these shirts, and it's like, defend New Orleans. And it's a musket. It's a cool ass shirt, oh, cool. right? Nice. And so, um, you know, during during the show, I'm wearing that shirt. And after the show, his name is Troy. Troy Andrews. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Troy, let me let me get a picture. He's like, absolutely. I said, he's like, you came to my last show, didn't? I was like, hell yeah, bro. So he remembered me. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. Nice. Yeah, it was crazy. But he's he's a, uh, you know, he's he's a phenom uh, uh, in his own right. You know, he, uh, you know, his brother played jazz fest for years. And so he was he was on the jazz fest stage as probably six seven year old, um, and you know now wow. he now he headlines it. What a life! I mean, think about it. if you if you grow up in New Orleans, you're going to play an instrument. Right, that's just the way it right. is. I mean, what other city does that? It it, it I don't. If you're from there, you're going to play something. Right, that's just that's just the way it goes. And so, you know, so Quincy Jones juke joint. Yeah. Uh, trombone shorty what was the record uh, hurricane season hurricane season yeah. any others um we talked about lil wayne yeah oh uh, yeah Car i'm sorry yeah, Carter yeah, Three. yeah lil wayne um what else uh gosh i'm trying to trying to go back in time if i was going to listen to something old uh i mean shit anything bgs man really <laughs> i love bgs bgs are great yeah An another great documentary if you can find it Really? Yeah. Um, I I had no clue that before they were the BGS, they they were they were a band in Australia. They were. Yes. Ex Called. I don't know. Right. I don't remember. Right. But yeah, they were they were a band in Australia. Um, it's all it's an interesting story of how they got to the states. Huh. Oh yeah. really? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. It's uh, and then that then they got to Miami and that's when it all fell apart. <laughs> All the cocaine right. and things, but yeah, that that's a, that's another really cool documentary as nice. well. Um, cool man. Uh, so I'm definitely going to reach out to or try to find this Craig Smith cat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you happen to think of anybody or 
well, wind I, up in a conversation. I gave you uh, Miguel Antonio. Miguel, oh, that's yeah. right. I the, wrote him down too. Run, run with it, band. Um, yep. Yes. He, he'd, um, he'd be good. He's a really great interview. Cool. Uh, so, beers with Nigel Thursdays, counterclockwise KC, seven yep. o'clock. Um, and or, then or, or anytime, any place else. You can just you know stream the audio yeah. wherever you like. Yeah. You can YouTube. find it YouTube. Yeah. Really, really, YouTube is probably the if you want to see the shenanigans, right? If you want to, you know, it's one thing to hear the jokes; it's another thing to see us do it. On camera. Right, right. <laughs> so. uh, cool, man. Uh, I really appreciate it. It's very nice to meet you. No, thanks um, for the invite. I will uh, shoot this your way when it's ready. If you wouldn't mind uh, shooting me a pic for your yeah thumbnail, yeah, yeah. Um, appreciate it. Yeah, all right, man. Appreciate, it, bro. Thanks. That was good. Good conversation, man. Thank you. 